nine o'clock on a Saturday A regular crowd shuffles in There's an old man sitting next to me Making love to his tonic and gin Saturday night gal. Yeah, it was. But we made it through it. A lot of it uh, is because of some uh, influenza and shit like that, but a loss is a loss and it burns the same. Kind of like when we freaking sat Sam Stoll. Yep. It burned. I mean, that one didn't really burn us as much as, like, you know, it added to the any chance of coming back. This one... Us not having camera, it burnt like that. That hurts. Yep. But even even uh, breaking it out on paper with Kimmer, uh, we still should have won that duel. So in case you haven't heard, the reason why Kimmer was out was uh, he had the flu, evidently. Yep. And um, you know we've had people fight through tougher things with a yeah, match. And it could be worse. You could be Jason Nolf. But and we'll talk about that. But uh, in his place was Jaron Glosser. So, let, let's just go right down the lineup again, because once again, we're starting with Spencer Lee, who was freaking amazing. Yeah. God. Before I could even get in my seat, man. He had, it was almost a tech fall. I think we... Yeah. I, it I was pretty I, much a tech fall before the end of the first uh, period, and then, then he just gets that one to, right there, what, five seconds into the second period yeah. to, to get it. Yeah. I, I never should have went to go get popcorn. Yeah. I missed no. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I could hear everybody screaming, popcorn so I knew when the points were being scored. Popcorn's good and tasty and all, but I don't know if it's worth missing well, any second of Spencer Lee. T- t- to be fair, though, I mean, I had to. I was getting a Diet Coke with it that I could put my BV in. Well, that 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 does make it a little more worthwhile, yeah, but it is still, still not yeah. quite what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, especially when we're always going to be starting at 125, it seems now. I don't know if that's just the Big Ten that's doing that or if it's just agreement that we've been able to get through every time. It but. seems, though, I've been watching uh, even some duels on, like, ESPNU on my uh, Watch yeah. ESPN app. Yeah. Just yeah. Ran- random fucking teams, but they always seem to start at 125. Yeah, I know. And it, I mean, it was a big thing when they first got that change. They're like, we never want to always end with uh, heavyweights putting all these pressure on these big fuckers and, you know, this and that. And, uh, well, your complaint is dumb to begin with. You know, yeah. like, that's the way it is. Yeah, Just deal with it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And granted, the, the biggest downfall to me with it, you know, I'll save it for a question later on. Okay. Okay. Uh, so... We'll we'll just jump into 133. Uh, Paul Glenn got completely smacked. outmatched. Smacked. I 
I there was a point in there like he got taken down, he gets right back up, and he's just like flailing like a fish kind of thing. Like he in his mind like was in desperation mode from the get go, and it wasn't working. Yeah, nineteen to five. The the only good thing about that match was you know <laughs> didn't quite get the tech fall against us, which saved us a team point, which ended up actually being important, even though I didn't think it would matter. Yep. Then 141, we put in Vince Turk instead of a Carter Happel. Vince Turk, I he wrestled better. Yeah. He had more than just his double leg. I think he went to a single leg a yeah. couple times. Yeah, quite a few times. And, and we saw we got to see that too against uh, Oklahoma State as well. But I feel like he is that guy that it is seriously just a matchup thing, whether it works or not for him. Like he needs a guy that kind of is okay with not tying up. Like yeah. he can't he he sets up his shots by. A, head fakes and stuff he doesn't set up his shots by fighting hands he doesn't set his shots up by like getting the person to move side to side it's just like head fakes and like bobbing up and down and waiting for them to kind of reach up a little bit and he shoots into it no matter what and it's not the best style but when it works it works yeah uh won a close match uh 13 to 11 he almost fucked it all up with nine seconds to go somehow well first he got taken down we threw on the brick and it gets overturned nine seconds left and he still gets taken down yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like fuck you so I, I use that as a bathroom break um came back down and just barely saw him getting the takedown to win it in overtime yeah. so it was like he really upset me in the third period but hey he got the win got the win which was needed uh then brandon Sorensen. Brandon Sorensen looked tough. Yep, came out, wrestled hard. Yep. As a senior should, getting he's, he's, a pin. He's been impressing me more and more. I, I was hard on him in the beginning of the season. Yeah, well, but he, he has, he's, he's coming on strong towards the end. He's had three years of uh, leaving an impression on us that is still hard to shake. So, Exactly. Um, you're going to have that. But turning the corner at the right time yep. as far as uh, – Widen the margin of victory, basically. And then at 157, and we already talked about Cameron Rizal, which sucks, but we got to see Jaron Glosser, who wrestled pretty tough, in my mind. In fact, it'd be really nice, maybe next year, we see an issue where he can be fighting for a lineup at 49 and ha- sending Patricio Lugo down. Yeah. And I I, uh, I, I kind of wanted to like throw up when I, uh, when I saw this. And it wasn't the BV. It was... It was... When they announced Glosser, I was like, uh, what? What? And I looked around like a lost puppy dog. Like, what What the fuck's happening right now? Yeah. Because instantly, you, I mean, you had been thinking it too. Did he tear something in practice? Did he, What? what's wrong with him? Why aren't we wrestling him? It's yeah. not, we would not be dodging this kid. So what's the deal? But then when, when I actually found out he had influenza, it, it kind of was a huge sigh of relief. Yeah. Even though I'm still, I mean, I know, I mean, you don't want to, okay, if you have the flu and it, it's bad, you don't want to lose to a guy just because you have the flu and then all of a sudden that affects you in the seating. I get that. And I get that Jaron Glosser looked good and he probably looked good in the practice room and they're probably like, you know what, why not? Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, but I doubt that they planned on this losing us the duel. True. True. If they would have known it was going to come down this close. Maybe us, they would have put him in. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
I, I would hope, but who knows? Now you know, as we take out Stoll, our only chance of getting a pin slash win or anything against a Kyle Snyder, we don't do that. So I don't know yep. anymore. It's I just don't know what's going on, um, and you know that might be better because, <laughs> quite frankly, the more I know, maybe the less I'd uh, care to know. You know. So our last and final victory of the night, Alex Marinelli at one sixty five. Marinelli's took, still a horse. Yeah, took down Logan Massa. It it the, the what he, was the it was the close match. It was but three to two. Three but, to two, but, but he Mar- dominated. Yeah, Ma- Ma- Marinelli controlled the entire. Yeah, match. I mean that guy. What was he ranked there? Eighth. 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 One, there. one ahead of of Marinelli. Mar- uh, Marinelli's undefeated, right? Yes. And he's ranked ninth in the yes. country. That's that's well robbery right there. Well, there's a lot of Iowa haters out there. And it's a good thing because the people that like when you're the most hated team, you're probably one of the better teams. Yeah. The only well, reason why you're hated by mo- most is because you're beaten most. Like, or you're you're like project, and and then anything you say when you're one of these fan bases or um, even wrestlers, you're automatically like arrogant and blah blah, blah this and that. But uh, I mean, we're hated from Penn State. All the way down to, well, Iowa State. <laughs> yep. you, you can't tell me, oh, kind of going back to how much we're hated, uh, you can't tell me that it's bullshit that uh, that uh, Nathan Tomasello is ranked fourth in the country. You know what I mean? You, you can't tell me that Tomasello's not as good of a wrestler as uh, Nick Suriano or Darian Cruz. Yep. You know, in most situations like that, that would slingshot Spencer Lee to number one in the country. Um, but instead, they just knocked down Spencer Lee and, and Tomasello below. And uh, that's why rankings first. don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, at the same time, though, that's that's how it's marketed. You know, like that's how we get that's how we get recruits is they see who's at the top, you know, and they like the, what's going on. They like notice the teams that are at the top and then start watching them. They start listening to coaches more and stuff like that. And it's more intriguing when they're like on a higher level platform. Yeah. And so it does hurt us. It's just nothing we'll see out front, you know? Right. So, but then as Keaton preluded to, we got the next four. I don't even want to talk about yeah. hardly. Uh, I mean, Caleb Young, actually, I thought wrestled well. Yeah. Um, wrestled. I thought he had a shot in that match all the way till the very end. This um, is where... He was wrestling a, a pretty, pretty, pretty tough kid. So, this weekend, Keaton and I did some roughing Sunday. We did some peewee roughing. And I, like, I was telling Keaton about it earlier. I'm like, why the fuck did you volunteer me for this shit? <laughs> you know, like, I hate all... The parents, they're all jackasses, they're all dicks, they're all, like, you know, in your face about every little call, even though it might, I mean, even though it's the right call and stuff like that, okay? And then I got to thinking about this on my, I had a two and a half hour drive here to talk. Uh, you know, I was I was one of those parents for these next four matches, but that ref <laughs> sucked dick, it, and I know what I'm talking about roughly to a point. And um, I let the ref know every bad call he made, and then even the good ones, I let them know that they weren't that good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they always can be better. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I agree with you. And, and we, I, I actually didn't sit by. I, I kind of brought a group with me 
uh, to the duel. I drug a lot of people to the duel. And uh, so I didn't sit in the normal seats. I sat up with those guys. And honestly, up until now, well, no, I guess we talked about it briefly, but I was booing that ref the whole goddamn time. And so this was a uh, something we shared, you know, we shared that same idea that the, the, these refs are awful. And it's ref! Like this well, One ref. I don't know why, but there was only there one was ref. There was only one ref, really. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was no second, like, line judge. Wasn't on Rick shit. Stahl. No, nothing. So, and that's what upset me even more. It's like, well, how is this now? Like, did he get the flu too? And, uh, you know, somehow it's like giving us a double fuck. Fuck you, influenza, you little cunt yeah. bitch. Come at me. Somebody that ain't worth a shit uh, during these wrestling yeah, duels. Somebody that would, that would enjoy the couple of days off work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, go ahead and uh, uh, 184. Mitch Bowman took on Dominic Abinator. Yeah, Abinator's a stalling little bitch, and he never once got called. And we talked about this earlier when it came to, like, we were talking about how from your feet, stalling finally gets called because you're, like, pushing, and it's out front, and it's, like, the exciting part of the match as far as, like, fans that don't know wrestling a whole lot or, like, you know, your, your like, average fan listener. Like, they notice what's stalling from the feet more. Right. On bottom... We okay. We didn't get. We weren't making a whole lot of movement on bottom. We sucked on bottom, but we were getting bullshit road though too. Like where they were just like lacing one leg in, working the cross arm so that they're, they're cross body on us, and they just kept holding on. They did nothing to get out to the side ever, not once. And I don't think they got a single stalling call called on them from down. Mm-hmm. I think they got the one at the, like, I think Cash Wilkie's match maybe, but it was a bullshit garbage end of period type of thing. Right. End of match type of thing. We're allowing boring wrestling to be going on, and it it sucks. And it's just so upsetting because, I mean, granted, we normally get those calls in Iowa, and so that's, that's the thing that, like, it was way out of the norm, but... This was four matches in a row, and every one of them was kind of similar in that fashion. That every one of them had stalling calls that should have been made, never was. And, um, you know, there's always talk, like Dan Gable is on the forefront of having talks about making wrestling more exciting. One of the ways to do that is making them fucking wrestle. Don't let them lay there, you know? Let, let the person that's in better shape have an advantage. Right. There's no advantage to being in shape, evidently, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that ref was so passive. He it, it drove me nuts the entire duel. And pretty sure the whole Hawkeye crowd around me under, knew how upset I was. So, so let's go into 197. We're going through this pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, not it's yeah. I kind of want to get through it fast. It, it was, it was painful. It was upsetting. We don't want to d- dwell on it. Um, Cash Wilkie, uh, again, continues to frustrate. Yeah, this guy even worse than the previous one, I believe. Uh, I don't know what the last guy was ranked like tenth ish. No, no, uh, last kid was third. Third. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. So, but the kid before, I'm thinking the. Well, I think seventh. Uh, is that th- two or three losses in a row? This is the third loss in a row. For sure? I'm pretty sure. I thought I thought Oki State was his first loss. And then Ohio State and then this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, god damn it, you're right. Yeah, he's like on a downward spiral. Yeah, and but it's not even a big spiral. Like, he's been wrestling all right, but this one he had one, though. That's what's upsetting. This is the opposite of what he's been doing this, his this, whole career. This is why you don't wrestle Kimmer. It's because you expect that we're going to win this match. This is this is the opposite he's been wrestling all year as far as he finally got a takedown like in the first period. I think it was like a minute and a half or something like that. And then um, from then on, it was just close all the way through, and he couldn't get that last takedown. He was close on the edge with seconds to go. Probably would have got it if he had another 10 seconds. But, hey, guess what, numb nuts? Just like we've been saying all along, get going earlier. Yep. Ridiculous. It's always the third period. And I have such a headache, and you're making me yell at you, and it's making it worse. I fucking hate you right now, Cash. (laughs) And then Sam Stoll. Sam Stoll, I thought, was going to win this. I tell you what, he looks tougher to me from his feet than anybody else. Just pure stronger. Not tougher as in, like, an overall wrestler. Just pure stronger. Today, he was getting moved around. Or, I shouldn't say today. Sunday, was it? Saturday. Saturday, he was getting moved around pretty good. I think the leverage had a lot to deal with it. Like, we're talking, Sam Stoll always got those over-under body locks. Yep. Always got him all year long, and then all of a sudden he has somebody that, yeah, he can get that over-under body lock, and then guess what? They can go over-under two and get that same body lock on you because he had that reach advantage. Leverage is huge at heavyweight, and when you have a guy that's fucking 6'7 and tree trunks for thighs, I don't know how his singlet fit without ripping those thigh legs out. (laughs) Like, it it was ridiculous. Kuhn, Kuhn, uh, he was, he's a big boy. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize how. Uh, I still don't think he's that good. But but next to next to you know Sam's like dwarfed everybody he's wrestled as far as sizing it and like when you size him up, Coon, Coon Well, Sam had the size plus a uh, yep. little little quicker, a little more athletic. Yeah, uh, the takedown that Coon got was Sam stole falling. Just kind of a little bit of a slip by. Sure, yeah, there was some good hip movement to get to the side and let him fall and kind of guide him on his way down. But really, it was bad, poor um, weight distribution on Sam Stoll and then got off balance and fell. Which sucks even worse because that was the only takedown. That's how it ended. That was it. And it's like, gosh dang, Sam. So, 1917, Hawks fall to Michigan. For the first time in uh, – when, when do you think the last time was that we've lost to Michigan? Don't know. I don't care. It's been a long time, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just want to, like, dwell on this all day? Yeah, I feel – yeah. <laughs> I haven't had a shoulder to cry on yet, Gab. You're not getting mine. I'll cry by myself. Please do. All right. So, next we had a question from a viewer. We asked for him, so I guess we got him. I don't know. I don't think I really asked for him. If I did, I was blacked out. But anyways, <laughs> we got a question. Jeez, why are you so depressed to answer a question? Why would I be excited? I don't know. So his question is, do you have it pulled up or what What are you doing? I'm pulling it up right now, Gab. His question was, if there was anything, I believe if there was anything that we can change about wrestling, what would it be no, right no, now? Hold on. So it was... C.V. Winkle says, if you were in charge of the rules committee, what changes would you make to college wrestling? Yeah, that's pretty much Again, I think uh, right away, uh, 
a lot more aggressive on stall calls. Yes. I would say we got to up the ante on stalling. We got to we got to make people work the whole match. I liked like you see some of those old old um I shouldn't say that old old. I mean there's we you know like what early 90s, late 80s and so there I think it was what are we now? 322 222. 322. 322. I think it used to be 333 maybe. That would be dope. Yeah. More rust. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. All it does is more BV and, and carbon. And especially since I mean th- it really doesn't prolong the the duel that much. Like when you figure a pin right away, boom! You, those extra like what ten minutes total that could have been are gone. Yep. You know because there's really the time that uh, the duel takes is in between the matches, the intermission, the fucking however many goddamn um, you know commercials they want to do and all that other shit anyway. So why are they taking away from that? You know. Uh. And the only reason why I wouldn't like that they so I so my thing would I'd like to go back to the three three three. The only thing is I don't want them to get lazier for those extra two minutes. I want the matches to be. I want to see people dead dog tired at the end of them, mm-hmm. and let the one with the better Guess stamina, that. the better yeah whatever better heart whatever it takes to scrap it out be the one that has an advantage. No, I. You you have no arguments for me for longer wrestling matches. That yeah. means just more wrestling to watch. So, um, an, a, a rule that uh, actually I was kind of talking to Minor with earlier on, earlier on in the year. It, it would be fun to see uh, reversals be worth three points. Um, the whole the and the reason why is the whole uh, trade off for reversal yeah, it's, it is meaningless. Yeah. Uh, you get a reversal and the kid escapes. It's the same it's initially the same exact thing as an escape to start the period. And when you flip control um you know on, on the mat I just feel like that should be rewarded more. That's interesting. I'd have to think on that one, but I'm not 100% convinced on that, but um I just hate the trade-off, you know, that you get because mm-hmm. yeah, it, no, I get that. And this goes back to to another thing is is I I would like, and I know you and I have talked about this. I, I think you need to extend um, points scored from writing time if if yeah, you write one point for, for more for every minute. Well, at le- at least give it two minutes. You know, if you have two minutes of ride time, give actually, if you have two minutes of ride time, I'd be okay with making that two more points and then capping it there. Yeah. And you know what? Why why not? Why why not do it every single minute? If so, if you write a kid for five minutes, yeah, you're dominating. It, yeah, or but or say you get a takedown earlier on, and and you write him for the majority of that match. You scored an escape later on, and you write him for six minutes plus your escape. Mm-hmm. That's worth a major, in my opinion. But that's only as long as we make sure that we got stalling calls called, because as according to this duel, we would have got fucking hammered then. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but but uh, again, uh, go back to Spencer Lee and Tomasello's match. Spencer Lee controlled sure. that entire match, and that was way closer than it should have been. When you watch that match, Spencer Lee controlled uh, six minutes of it. Oh yeah, I know. I, and I I wish there was style points. <laughs> you know, like yeah. something like you know, maybe a cra- a, a crowd. Uh, 
uh, thumb up, thumb down like gladiator times. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, I don't know, something like that. Because then she move. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I would love to see somebody come in and just like running drop kick off the mat. Like, you know, maybe they should allow. I don't know. There has to be like I'm. I'm just trying to think. And then tiebreaker scenarios is what I'm. Tiebreaker. Yeah. But let's put head coach versus head coach. First takedown. I like wins. that. We'll never lose a tiebreaker. Yeah. I don't never. see unless, unless like, oof, Kale Sanderson and Tom Brands. Kale would that, get his ass smoked. <laughs> that would be interesting to see <laughs> because I guarantee. Well, and who would you put out there, Terry or Tom? Well, if, about, it, if it if it okay. was if it how was about, Bale Fagerson, and we were in a tiebreaker, who do you throw out? You definitely don't do Burhow. Yeah, do Tom. You think so? Yeah. Because I think in this, Tom might be a little too passive. We need somebody with a lot of fire and fucking that won't. But but Kale's not going to make an escape. It's going to come down. It's going to be methodical. Whoever scores that takedown. I like Terry because, you know, or like, I don't know how to say this without like making either one of them sound like they have a fault but i love how terry would attack rather than tom how about anybody but the head coaches because then you got then you have some fun matches then we got terry against the world well well, then you have like a tom and terry going up against a zadik maybe potentially someday or uh tom and terry going up against a metcalf Ah, we gotta we gotta figure out that tiebreaker well, I think we're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and then we we have some other uh, news just in the world of wrestling. Yeah. So, as we were talking about earlier, like, uh, we thought that um, Pat Downey was coming. Yep. And we mentioned earlier on that there's probably a lot of things that's going on that we don't know about that he doesn't know about. And he kind of needs to keep his mouth shut. Um. It sounds like NCAA didn't allow it after all this. Yep. All the hype's gone. And you know what? I'm okay with it. At this point, there's too much bullshit in his direction. There's, uh, it might even, it might even meant like, who knows? Maybe we already had Cash Wilkie starting to cut weight that didn't even need to happen. You know, there was probably some changes that didn't ever need to be made going in. Just with all this talk and bullshit. And who's to say he's even would have mounted to that much? Like, we projected, like, a second ranking, top five ranking or something if he came back out, which we already talked about. Rankings don't mean shit. And because he sat out three quarters of a year, and who knows what he's been doing in the offseason. I, I know some of the stuff he's been doing in the offseason, and it's not making for better wrestling. That's 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 true. Um, however... Do we know why he got kicked out of Iowa State? Was it a Kevin I, Jackson decision? Yeah, it was Kevin Jackson. It was something in the room, I think. I'm so, pretty sure. So, so okay. For one thing. Yeah, if, he would have brought more shit to our room. But but who says that? I mean, Kevin Jackson was leading that program nowhere. You know? And maybe he saw it. Maybe he saw the quit in Jackson. Jackson knew he was gone that year. He he saw the writing on the wall. He he knew where his career was headed. Maybe Downey called him out on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, so and, you're you're saying that you still would have liked to have well, Pat Downey? Over, oh, I, I I think so. Over uh, anything? Uh, um, and, and I mean, he came to Iowa. 
So so he has right, some sense. He, yeah, there's he's at least halfway a good guy. <laughs> but he, uh, uh, but again, I, I hated the the early posting. But again, it's it's a kid, it's a college kid getting excited, last possible year to compete in the sport, and his dreams are basically kind of crushed. Um, and he actually tweeted, uh, "The child is gone. The dream is, or the 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 child has grown. The dream is gone." Which kind of got to feel somewhat bad for the kid. Did he feel childish? Is that why he put that? No, I think it was his probably his dream since his you know childhood dream to be a national champion, and now he's never going to be able to do it. I mean, he. I mean, he made a good effort, <laughs> and you know, and I'm sure he has. Even more talent than what we've ever seen so far from him. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's more talent there, but you know what? Maybe he should have. You know, if he saw the writing on the wall that uh, you know Kevin was going to be gone, Kevin uh, Jackson, Jackson, yeah, and Kevin Dresser was coming in, maybe he should have just kept his mouth shut then, and he'd still be on a team that would have allowed him to wrestle yeah, another year. Probably would have had a. So there, he learned a lot here. Yeah. Lesson learned, buddy. Well, Keep good, your mouth shut. The good thing is, if he stays in the Iowa wrestling room, he's not done with wrestling. Sure. He, yeah. So, yeah. at least he's in the right place to continue his wrestling career. And, you know, anybody that's, uh, you know, a wrestler and going through all that shit and, you know, puts forth the effort and the work, they deserve at least to get that chance on the mat. So, I'm, I'd am i be happy to see him out there, you know. He is an interesting character. I just don't know if he is a character for the Iowa wrestling team at this moment. Like a, a team where the, we're looking, like we have basically one upperclassman for pe- these kids. Because we're a young team, these kids to look up to, and it's Brandon Sorensen, and he's a good role model. I don't know if um, that would have happened with Pat Downey. I think Pat Downey might have taken away from I mean, we're already seeing that, you know, Sorensen has kind of seemed to take that role. And if we had somebody else in there just muddying up the water, I'm okay with it. And not to mention Mitch Bowman. Let him get all the experience he can. He's ranked 20th right now. Rankings don't matter. So he might end up yep. – He might end. he's doing better than what Cash Wilkie was doing last year. He might end up on the podium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be – I mean, it would be a surprise, but it wouldn't be – um, that far fetched. That far fetched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it would be a great story that to come out of this wrestling season for us. And it would, if that happens, that's that's potential. I mean, we're right there at a national title if he if we can get a Mitch Bowman to pull that type of performance out. Yeah. Um, but then other big news is Jason Knoll. So we were talking at one point of these uh, episodes. We were just saying that like we're basically two injuries away from being national champs. Roughly, yeah. we we need one at uh, Penn State, one of their top dogs, and we need one out of uh, Ohio State. I'm working on the Ohio State one. <laughs> I got sharpening up my baseball bat. Yeah, we we made a couple of calls too. So yeah, there's there's we got some boys there. in the hood that are willing to make their way out to <laughs> Columbus. Yep, we uh, but yeah, Jason Knoll, uh, medical. Injured, defaulted out of the Rutgers duel. Um, he was taking on let's uh, John Van Brill, ranked seventeenth in the country, and supposedly is it actually a close match? It was five to four in the second period. Yeah, uh, when, so he, when there, he it's very possible he faked this injury. Out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I doubt that, Cap. I mean, there are a bunch of pussies over there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He was just 
Oh, this beer he was just excited to get to the showers with Kale. How old's this beer? Why does it taste gross? A little bit. Maybe it's because it's after the other beer. Three, one, two. I think it's okay. Is it? Maybe it's my taste buds. Maybe taste I'm buds. sick. You know, like when you're sick and everything tastes a little funny. Yeah. Yeah. I got the flu. I got I, I got the camera flu. Yeah. Hopefully, gotta stop it was making out the IOR wrestler. No, yeah, I was like Green Mile. I'm I'm the big black guy, and I just touched him and took all of his illness away, and I absorbed. Yeah, it he's all. ready to go now, boys. Yeah, he's good to go. I'm hurting you, but you but, but you take his illnesses through kissing. Yeah, right? Tongue, I I get deep and I nearly choke him out. <laughs> you do have a long tongue. Yeah, thank you. It's thick too. <laughs> Girth, as they like to say. Uh. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, if this happens, so so from what I uh, was reading was Nolf couldn't put any weight on this leg uh, when he came off the mat. He needed help off the mat, and it it is potentially a serious injury. And he's only a month away from Big Tens. He ain't yep. coming back, boys. If it's torn, it's done. Yeah, yep. He's. I mean, he's not like he has the gonads of. Well, is he what? What year? Oh, yeah, he's a junior. So. I doubt we if he if it's a if it's torn. I don't think we see him. If it's a senior, you might see him trying to pull a morning. Star. I think I think well. First off, they're just a lot. Yeah, they're they're just a lot more sloppy vagina ish people over there. Yeah, for sure. And I don't. I mean, you gotta you gotta be a little tougher, and they they just don't have it. Yeah, they're so North I don't. We won't tough. we won't see him. Yeah. It's plain and simple. So, other than that, though, I don't see much standing in Kimmer's way. No, no, no. There's nothing in Kimmer's yeah. way except the fucking flu, which I took care of. Yep. Harry, I took care of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's basically all we got to cover, man. Um, yeah. Um, well, we got to do a what? Uh, Sunday morning? Sunday at 10 a.m. Yeah, early one. Yeah. Because we got the Super Bowl coming up. Mm-hmm. Which nobody wants to watch rigged football. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fucking so Everyone's, everyone's going to be tuning in, and then everyone's Sundays are going to get boring after that. <laughs> <laughs> but so when are we going to try the podcast? Okay, guys, so we we are trying to make the podcast happen after duels. Yeah, we had a youth tournament the next morning, three-hour drive. Yeah. That kind of got in the way. And, and then, hell, I almost didn't even make it here today. Yeah. Again, there was a wreck on 380, two and a half hours to get from Iowa City to Cedar Rapids. So you fuckers are lucky that I made it. Yep. You're welcome. Gab actually uh, had called and been like, dude, we, we, we can't do this. It's too late. And I totally understood. I was like, yeah, we can't. And then we started talking a little bit about wrestling and, and, and Nolf and, and Pat Downey. And Gavin, fuck it, I'm coming over because yeah. you know you just get we just get so fired up once we get going. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a hurting unit, so like I, I'm sure this doesn't sound as like a very peppy, uh, typical we're shit phase. Yeah, and happy go lucky. I, I got a headache and only one beer in, which never does anything. You know, like that's that's like drinking piss water. It's Bud Light, but you know we. Um, <laughs> So it's probably not our best podcast, but we got it out there. We got the information out there, and we'll be ready for the next one. Yep, we just wanted to, you guys to know we're not going anywhere. <clears throat> Except your mom's house. Tonight. This particular event happened last summer on my uncle's farm in Virginia. 
My brother and I had just finished cutting a field of hay and were enjoying the evening meal under the shade of an elm tree. He went down for water by the creek and while he was gone, I took a bowl that was filled with delicious plum pudding and placed into it not one, but two large pieces of sheep shit. <laughs> when, he, when he returned, I encouraged him to taste the plum pudding. And as sure as I'm standing before you today, he did. He ate it all. Shit pudding. <laughs> he ate shit pudding. <laughs> Sir, I have no brother. It was me. I ate sheep shit. I swear, I did. <laughs>